Hi there, I'm Pastor Rod Parsley, and I sure want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. I'm the senior pastor of World Harvest Church, where we love God and love people, and I hope you'll be inspired by today's message. Now, for more great content and lots of updates, I'd love to connect with you online at rodparsley.com. But right now, let's head into today's episode. delighted. Wonderful to have you be seated. Give me 30 minutes. Give me 30 minutes. Have faith. (laughs) Now you got warmed up, but you got to use a little conviction now. It was in Mark 11, 22 to 24, of course, where the word of God records those words, have faith in God. For truly I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Another passage in the New Testament, in the gospels, that that gospel writer chose to say, and be removed into yonder place. You do understand you can tell your mountain where to go. (laughs) I'm gonna try over here. I said, you do understand. You can tell your mountain where to go. Now, I have a suspicion that your mountain being in the sea may not be of much benefit to you. So what I have chosen to do is to learn to move my mountain where it benefits me. Because I just feel like if the devil's got little enough sense to put one in front of me and think I'm gonna try to go around it or climb over it or tunnel under it instead of standing with my shoulders squared like a T-rail, dropping my lower jaw and declaring the decree of the Lord for that thing to be removed, I'm not just gonna tell it to get out the way, I'm gonna put it somewhere where it benefits me. You ought to just shout right now, sitting here on top of a mountain that faith moved. Glory to God. All right, so let me say it again. I'm gonna say it again. Have faith. No, no, start over. Have faith. You're 30% there. Have faith. One last time, just because the devil doesn't want to hear you say it. He is cringing and cowering, scurrying off somewhere in fear with his tail tucked between his legs. I want everybody to announce, I have faith. Have faith. I'll take it. I have it. It's mine. Thank you. Now high five 17 people and tell them, I have faith. I feel faith. Mountain moving faith, sin eradicating faith, God exalting faith, devil defeating faith, body healing faith, mind clearing faith. I feel faith. Only believe, shout it, only believe. Only believe. With men it shall be impossible, but with God all things are possible. Let me add to it just a little bit of Holy Ghost exclamation point. 
the things of God are no longer possible for you, they are probable. Expect a miracle. Expect it. And when you've done the greatest expecting you can possibly do because the atmosphere of expectancy is the breeding ground of miracles and the, and the fight of faith is won or lost in the arena of expectation. Expect a miracle. 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 Anticipate its arrival. Something good is about to happen to you. Shall I expect it? All right. Genesis. Genesis chapter 45. Genesis chapter 42. 1 Samuel 17. Romans 8, 2 Corinthians 2, 1 Corinthians 4, 1 John 4, Isaiah 54, Matthew 19, Mark 9. I haven't been to bed. And that's dangerous. Father, add your blessing to your word. Let the anointing permeate every part and portion that we've gathered to do today. May you supercharge the very molecular structure of the atmosphere around us with the energy and the substance and the tangibility of faith that your kingdom may increase and you may be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. 1 Samuel 17, 49. 1 Samuel 17, 49. I just pulled this out at 4.30 this morning. 1 Samuel 17, 49. And David put his hand in his bag. And, and David put his hand. And David put his hand in his bag. And, and David put his hand in his bag. David put his hand in his bag and, and, and pulled out one of those five smooth stones and he slang it. Come on with me now. He put his hand, say it, hold it up. Put his hand in his bag, pulled out a smooth stone, and slang it. I'm not gonna linger. And I, just, I wanted to spend a minute on slang. Because by the end of our little 30-minute time together this morning, I think you're going to be talking some slang. He put his hand in his bag and started talking slang. 
and slang it, and the slang smote the Philistine in his forehead, the seat of his authority, and the stone sunk into his authority, and he fell upon his face, diminished in his authority, to the earth which is beneath your feet, your authority. Don't have time. Genesis 45, 7 from the New English translation. God sent me Joseph, Jesus, our Joseph, the type and shadow of our Jesus. So Joseph went ahead, Jesus went ahead of you to preserve you and to save your lives with a great deliverance. Genesis 42, 25. Then Joseph, Jesus, commanded to fill their bags with corn. Get ready to shout now. If you've, if you've heard this verse before, shout like you've never heard it. Because most of you never heard it until last week. Some of you on Thursday night. But I just couldn't leave it alone. And he filled their bags with corn and restored to every man his money into his bag. Jesus about to put your money back in your bag. No, Jesus, I, I'm not going, no, you're not. Jesus is about to put your money back in your bag, I, I need, give me that, give me that, give me that. Let me get some YouTube going on here. Betsyville, Betsy Johnson, right? YouTube. Do you know what this is referred to? Huh? Huh? It's a hand bag. God! Everybody get your bag. Get your bag. Come on, husbands, you know that woman's carrying all yours. Get your bag. Get your bag. Get your bag. Now take your hand. Huh? And we're gonna put, we're gonna put a hand in a bag. And, and then we're gonna sing. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Do you know that faith always wins? Say, faith always wins. Faith always wins. Faith does not waver, and faith shall not want. Faith always wins, faith does not waver, and faith never wants. Say it with me, faith always wins. Faith never wavers. Faith, faith, the God kind of faith, never wavers and never wants. You shall not want for any good thing because God Almighty is about to put your money back in your bag. Now I want to talk to you in just a minute. I want to talk to you in just a minute about it's in the bag uh, in my hand. It's in the bag, in my hand. It's in, it's in the bag, 
It's in my hand. I want to energize your faith. I want to encourage your faith. I want to enlarge your faith. I want to enrage your faith because I want to inform your faith. Romans 8, 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? This Bible is a book of the ultimate triumph of good over evil in every situation. I said the triumph of good over evil in every situation. We have his word on it. If God be for us, who can be against us? Shout it. Why? Because faith wins. If you don't believe faith wins, read 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in all things and maketh manifest the savor of his presence by us in every place. 1 John 4.4, you are born of God and have overcome the world because greater is he that is in you than he that is against you. Isaiah 54.17, no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn, for this is the heritage of the children of the Lord, and my righteousness is of God. Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus beheld them and said, with men, this is impossible, but with God, say it again, but with God, Mark 9, 23, Jesus said unto him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. That man brought his ailing son to the disciples of Jesus. They couldn't do anything. So they brought him to Jesus. Why go to the king's horses? Why go to the king's men? When you can go right up to the throne. And that man said, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus glared that Galilean gaze into his eyes and pointed his finger like he's doing to you right now and said, it is not a question of what I can do. It's only a question of what you can believe. There's a resounding, reverberating, recurring question reverberating in the heart of every person who steps out of the ordinary and desires to move into the extraordinary, of every person who desires to step out of the natural and into the supernatural, and that is, will God do it? Can God do it? Will anything happen? If I pray, will the mountain move? If I speak, will the mountain move? If I sow, will I reap a harvest? I will remind you that your Bible says that Jesus says to you, when you say, can you do anything? He looks back at you and says, can you? Can you believe? Shout, I can. I don't have a lot of time but I do want you to remember that Jacob had 12 sons. Uh, he had four sons by Leah, and then he had two sons by Rachel's handmaiden, 
And then he had two sons by Leah's handmaiden. And then Leah got jealous and she gave birth to two more boys. And then Rachel finally came in season, if you will, and in her old age, and Rachel gave birth to two boys. Now there was a child born the 11th child that doesn't get much mention. The 10th son of Jacob was also the sixth son, can you track? Was also the sixth son of Leah. 10 is the number of completion, six is the number of men. God is saying to us through Zebulon, I'm about to make a transition from the natural to the supernatural. I, I can't hang there. The 11th son born was the firstborn of his mother, the beloved of his father, the 11th son of Jacob, and the firstborn of Rachel. His name was Joseph. He's a type and shadow of our Jesus. And we understand that 11 is the number of chaos. 11 is the number of chaos. 11 is the true number of transition. At 10, everything changes, never to reverse again. In the land of Zeb, oh my God. In the land of Zebulun, there were two primary cities of importance. First of all, Nazareth, where he had been brought up. That's where he walked into the synagogue and it was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And he finding the place where it was written, began to read, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of Jubilee, but the calendar didn't say it was Jubilee yet. It became Jubilee because he went to talk in slang. And he announced this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Do you understand? He was the seed that changed everything. Then over in uh, the first miracle, John chapter two, that Jesus was ever recorded as performing was in a little city in the land of Zebulun called Cana of Galilee. It was there that Jesus changed water into wine. The miracle wasn't that water became wine. Water is a process, a, a, a substance used in the processing of wine. That wasn't the miracle. The miracle was how quickly it happened. Everybody shout now, now because now is a word of transition. Behold is a word of transition. The word now means at this time, in this moment, in this season, henceforth and hereafter, meaning once it has changed, it can never unchange. Once it has been established, it can never be dismantled. So that's what goes on in 10. But in between 10 and 12, the number of restoration, the number of government, there's the number 11. Now while we understand that Joseph was the 11th son, he was not the 11th born of Jacob. The 11th born of Jacob was the only female. Are you tracking with me right now? I said he was only she was only female. So she doesn't get any recognition. Her name was Dinah. Dinah hooked herself up in the modern terminology with a prince of the Hittites. And the Hittites were the enemies of Israel. So the other sons of Jacob went to that Hittite king, prince, 
and they said, you've defiled our nation. And so they said, the only way for us to come into covenant is if all of you will get circumcised. So every man from 18 years old and up was circumcised on the same day. And in the words of Oprah Winfrey, their privates were a painting. <laughs> and they thought they were gonna come into covenant and into league, but not so. The sons of Jacob had simply used that as a taunt and a tease to draw them out and to afflict them so they were unable to go to battle. So then they swooped down upon them and destroyed their kingdom. However, it was one kingdom in the midst of kingdoms. So Jacob says, how is it you brought this evil upon me? We are less than they and they shall now overtake us for you have angered them. And God said, Jacob, Go back to Bethel. Go back to the place where you fled for safety when Esau was tracking you down. And it was there at Bethel as a result of what the 11th child had done that brought such a curse and such a burden and such a trial. It was there at the end that God said, I'll meet with you at Bethel and struck him in the hip and changed his name and it never got reversed. Joseph. Jesus, that 11th son. Are you with me so far? That 11th son, Joseph, sold into slavery, beaten, whipped, given up for dead, separated from the other 12. I have a word for you. 11 is the number of chaos, but 12 is the number of restoration. I'm not, just, I'm not just saying a thing. I'm not just sermonizing with you right now. If you had hell in 11, I dare you to shout at the top of your lungs right now. Yeah, I know you did. I know you did. Off to Egypt, Joseph went. To Calvary, Jesus went. Having gone through 11, they were highly exalted because God's got to take you through what he's got to take you through in order to get you where he said you were going to go. And I, 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 want to, I want to zero in on this right now because I want you to understand that the 11th, how many disciples did Jesus have? He had how many? How many disciples? He had 12 disciples. One of those disciples betrayed him. His name was Judas. Judas went out and did what? He hung himself. He didn't just kill himself. He can't just read the Bible. You got to read the Bible. He hung himself. How, what happens when you hang yourself? You die. And the reason you die is because your vertebrae is separated where your skull meets your vertebrae is snapped and there's a separation between the authority and the body so that the authority cannot be shown forth or demonstrated Oh, no, you're missing me. So the authority cannot be demonstrated because it has no body to demonstrate through. Touch somebody and tell them, everything I get in the earth, I get by faith. I get by faith. I get by faith. It's a divine connection. So now there are only 11 disciples and the authority is separated from the body. Are you with me? But go with me outside 
of Jerusalem to a little place called the Skull, Golgotha, on a hillside. There he hangs, pallid and pale, wheezing and breathing and bleeding by which the very veins of God himself are emptied. Watch blood flow freely down a naked side, drip onto the earth in muddy pools on the ground beneath that cross. Watch Mary Magdalene as she tries to brush his blood-soaked matted hair. Watch them put him in the borrowed tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. Watch God himself double up his fist and smite his son. Brother, there was chaos. There was darkness. There was lightning. There was thunder. Graves were bursting open. The earth tilted upon its axis. Everything was out of order. But on that third day, the seed that changes everything came bursting out of that grave. Watch now. Just as Joseph was placed over the granaries of Egypt in a time of famine, so Jesus became highly exalted to the right hand of the Father, there making intercession. But you have to pay attention to what he was praying. Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have you. He knew, he knew that one of the disciples would betray him. He looks across the table at Simon and says, Simon, Satan hath desired requisition and received permission to have you, but I have prayed for you. But he didn't pray, he prayed with specificity. He prayed that your faith will not fail. I'd like for you to tell me right now how your faith is ever gonna fail when seated at the right hand of the Father in his high priestly position, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, is praying for you. All right, here we go. Watch. Ephesians 1 says, and I'll not go there, I'll not take time, that God hath highly exalted him and made him to be, watch me, the head over all things to his church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all, listen, and place all things under his feet. Feet are dominion, feet are authority, feet make everything under control. Shout, it's in the bag. It's in my hand. What he did when he resurrected from the dead, sent the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, was to put the head back on the body so that now the authority. Turn, turn your Bible, turn your Bible. Turn, turn, turn your Bible. Turn your Bible to Luke chapter one. What you don't understand is that God has already restored your dominion. It's not coming, it's already there. It's in the bag, in your hand. I can't talk, it's in the bag, in your hand. It's in the bag, in your hand. 
five digits on your hand, every one of them has a print on the end of it. It is still the most accurate definition of who you are. It is your natural DNA. But I'm gonna show you today that that's not who you are anymore because when you put your hand in that bag and you pull it back out, you start talking slang. And when you start talking slang, there has been a transition from human DNA to God DNA because you are born of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. Somebody shout, I'm trying to hurry. Here we go. Have faith. Luke 1, 34. Then said Mary to the angel. You know, the angels come in. Hail Mary, thou art highly favored. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed be the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. If you're Roman Catholic, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners now at the hour of our death. And he's just come in there and said, you're highly favored. You're gonna conceive in your womb. You're gonna bring forth a son. You're gonna call his name Jesus and he shall be great. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall rule over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. And Mary said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How's this gonna be? I didn't mean to talk about you. How's this gonna happen? How's this gonna happen? I understand you're a 12 foot angel come from heaven and talking to me God's word. I understand that. But now I'm having a little difficulty getting my arms around this thing because I'm still looking in the natural. I need to explain something to you right now. Focus is either the ally or the adversary of your faith. No, you better write that down because I'm gonna preach that for about three weeks. Focus is either the ally or the adversary of your faith. Focus is either the ally or the adversary of your faith. So she's looking in the natural and she says back to this angel, how shall this be? Watch, seeing I know not a man. She said, how's this gonna happen? I don't know how this is gonna happen. I don't see any way that this can happen. I don't see any evidence at all that this thing is going to happen. In fact, I think you're gonna get me out there on a limb. I got a pretty good looking man and you about to cost me him. You are about to embarrass me. I'm gonna be out here on a faith limb and you expect me just to walk on and hear you, you big old angel from heaven. And I understand, now you want me, now I just don't see how there, could you tell me how it's gonna happen? Could you explain it in detail to me? And he said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore that holy thing, holy thing that shall be born of you. I. God, I wanna preach. I wish you'd shout, it's coming out of me. Shout, it's coming from me. It's in the bag. It's in my hand. I'm about to talk slang and it's about to come from me. Now, now watch, now watch. Faith is the ability to believe something exists that cannot be perceived with the senses. There's no natural evidence of it at all. And yet you perceive it. Why? Because of focus. Focus is either the adversary or the ally of your faith. You are believing right now what you are focused on. 
there were 12, there were 12 spies sent into the promised land. 10 came back and said, have you seen the giants? Two came back and said, did you see the grapes? David comes up to the Valley of Elah. He's put five smooth stones in his bag. And he comes up to his brethren of the children of Israel. And he says, why are you hiding in the bushes? And their response is, haven't you seen the giant? David's response was, what's the prize for who kills him? There's only one reason for you to be in the valley, baby. That's because there's a giant there that God intended you to kill. My suggestion to you is get him killed and then get on up out of... Shout, I'm going to walk right out of this valley. Shout, I'm going to walk right out of this valley. Man, I'm wanting to have some fun with you. Focus determines faith or fear. Focus determines faith or fear. That's the reason Paul said, why we look not at things which are seen, but at things which are not seen. For the things which we can see, touch that pew, it's temporal. Touch your body, it's temporal. Touch your eyeglasses, they're temporal. Look at your shoes, they're temporal. Think about your bank account, it's temporal. While we look not at things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which cannot be seen. The things which are seen are temporal and subject to change, but the things which are not seen are eternal. What's your focus? What's your focus? Jesus comes walking on the water. Peter says, bid me come unto thee. Peter focuses on Jesus and starts walking on the water. Then he takes his eyes, his focus off Jesus and on to the wind and on to the wave. Let me just ask you a question. How much easier is it to walk on the water when there is no wind? Hey, does something happen there when it's windy? If it's cloudy, that makes it easier or more difficult to walk on the water. I got to get back to Mary. Mary said what we all say. I don't see how this is going to happen. Don't act like you haven't said that, thought that. When we stand here and declare that with men it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. The first thing that begins to happen is you begin to reason. You begin to try to figure out how that's going to happen, Abraham. You try to help God out. You're not really trying to help God out, you're trying to help yourself out. If I could just have something to see, if I could just thrust my hand in his side, more blessed are they who have not seen and still yet believe. Here we go. Here we go. Verse 37, Luke chapter 1. Verse 37, Luke chapter 1. Would you read it out loud? Would you read it again? For 
I just want you to read it one more time. I want you to really pay attention to it. Out loud now. We're going to do it two more times. And I want you to really, really pay attention to it. Are you ready? Because I'm believing something's going to jump off there at you. Are you ready? Read it again. Now, now, let me just parenthetically insert right here that God's not a man, right? That, that's the most powerful verse in your Bible because men have always failed you. There isn't a man that hasn't failed you at some point. We all fail each other because we're human beings, but God is not a man. Watch, watch now. now. Now, with that in mind, read it one more time, and I want you to read it till you make the ceiling tiles wiggle. Ready? One, two, three, read. Okay, okay, okay. So, somebody, what does that mean? With God, all things are possible? Well, that, that's good, but that's good. That's not what I said. What, what's, that, what's that mean? Oh, with God, nothing shall be impossible. What, what's it mean? We can do all things? What's it mean? Let me, let me submit to you that, 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 that I, want, I want you to read it again. And, and when I say stop, I want you to stop. Are you ready? Okay, everybody on three. One, two, three. Stop. Good. Okay, let's start again. Four. Okay, let, let's... Let's do it the other way. Let's take it this way. Let's, let's start with the word nothing. You ready? So, so, when I'm, so when I'm believing, when I'm sowing, and I'm, I'm wondering if anything's going to happen, God says, watch it, watch it. It's impossible for me to do nothing. I want to run now. I just want to run right now. I want to run right now. I just want to run. I want to run. I want to run. I want to run. Because I've been believing, but I've been wondering if he's going to do anything. Are you going to do anything? Am I going to see it? Is heaven going to open? Is anything going to... You're anticipating nothing, and nothing is impossible. It is impossible for your God to do nothing. So somebody and tell them something good is about to happen to me. Did you hear me, Pastor Kuhneman? Did you hear me? Did you hear me? You've been waiting on a miracle. Is it coming? Where is it? Is God gonna do anything? When's it gonna show up? I don't see anything. There's no cloud. There's no wind. There's no rain. It is impossible for me to do nothing.
up, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Somebody's about to find handfuls left behind on purpose. Somebody's about to find hidden riches in secret places. Somebody's about to find their money restored in the neck of their bag. Shout, it's in the bag. It's in hand. It's in the bag. It's in hand. It's in the bag. It's in hand. In the bag means there's something done that cannot be undone. But in hand means a transference of possession. Hand it over. You know, I don't have time to preach you. Hand it over. Get up on your feet and point your finger like it was a gun. And I dare you to shout at every adversarial force arrayed against you by the alien armies of the Antichrist and tell them, hand it over! Hand it over! Come on, we're going on an Antichrist holdup. Hand it over. Hand it over. Transfer a possession. Transfer a possession. I got to give you one verse. Can I give you one verse? Are you sure? Shout till I find it. Proverbs 18, 20. Thank you, Brother Copeland. I got, I got this all on the front row while you preach. Proverbs 18, 20. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Do you remember what the word power translates? Do you remember where you're here on Friday night? Power of life and death is in the tongue. Power of life and death is in the tongue. The word power translates hand. We're about to go hand to mouth. Say it's in hand. Some of you have been watching the NCAA tournament. Somebody will get about a 25-point lead with three minutes to go. Those commentators will say the game's in hand. Possession has been shifted. Possession. Jesus sits, as did Joseph, over the granaries of heaven. And he is not withholding anything. Brother, he has opened the heavens and they are pouring down a measure that is uncontrollable, a measure that is undeniable. I said it's pouring out. I want to see it. Start talking to it. Start talking to it. 
Start talking to it. Start talking to it. Your elder brother, Jesus of Nazareth, is sitting over the granaries of heaven right now. But there is not going to be a transfer of possession until you put your hand in your bag and start talking some slang. Are you listening to me right now? Let me tell you what your Bible says. Let me give you a word. It's, it's your words. I will declare the decree of the Lord. Let me give you a word. Here's 10 of them. You're ab about to have abundance in adversity. The Holy Ghost told me affluence in affliction, blessing in barrenness, fullness in fragments, fortune in failure, prosperity in poverty, riches in recession, success in scarcity, surplus in shortage, and wealth in want. Shout, I've got it. I just want to give you one verse. Ecclesiastes 2.26 To the man who pleases him, God gives wisdom and knowledge and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth so that he will be required to hand over possession of that wealth to the one who pleases God. I dare you to point your finger and shout at the top of your lungs, it's in the bag and in hand. Possession is transferred. I receive, I receive. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. You put a seed in the ground to get that same seed back, that's impossible. To go look for your miracle and it not to be there, that's impossible. Nothing is impossible. Shout it. Nothing is impossible. Nothing. It's impossible for God to do nothing. So give him glory for what he's doing. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.